0: Welcome back to another episode of Potter Mania, where we revisit the wizarding world and discuss everything Harry Potter related. I'm Yasmina, your host. And I'm Ash, your other host. Before we dive into this week's episode, uh, we wanted to take some time to thank our listeners. We noticed last time we checked our analytics that we have a few listeners from Canada, the U.S., and Finland. Uh, We started this podcast mainly for fun, so we're absolutely shocked in a good way to see people (laughs) tuning in. So thank you for taking the time to listen to our
1: discussion. So for this week's episode, we are talking about our favorite characters, classes, professors, and if we did attend Hogwarts, where we spend most of our time. So let's just get started off with characters. Yasmina, which character did you feel like you related to the most throughout the series, regardless of your physical traits and representation? More like who do you think you're related to in the sense of like a personality or a character?
0: Yeah. So uh, this was really hard, honestly, to narrow down because so difficult. So um, honestly, like throughout the book, depending on the chapter, depending on the context or the situation, you find yourself empathizing with a specific character. And I feel like each one of the characters has certain points or personality traits that you feel are similar to yours mm-hmm. so honestly I-, I couldn't narrow it down to one no. person yeah. uh, so I had to like highlight some personality traits from different characters that I felt I related to yeah. um so for example I felt like I related to Hermione in terms of uh education I felt like she, you know she's very education focused she's a bookworm she's always eager to learn and that's how I used to be Um, In high school, beginning of university, can't say the same for now and after university. um, Her curiosity as well. And also perfectionist. I feel like she wanted to be the best at everything, Mm -hmm. which is how I oftentimes feel. um, Which is like a great trait because then you really want to excel in whatever you do. But it's also hindering at times because you feel like... If you don't get it right at the first try, you kind of give up. Um, and she's very outspoken on things that she considers wrong, which is something mm-hmm. I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other three people that I relate to Love it. Um, are Harry, Ron, and Neville. So for Harry, okay. I feel like I don't relate to him that much, but I feel like one fact or one factor or one personality trait that I feel i have as well is that he treats everyone the same and he's very unbiased and that is um like a personality trait that we've developed because we went to an international school so you know being surrounded with people of different backgrounds you kind of just learn to respect the differences and just reserve your opinions about things um and I feel like the older I get, the more I meet people. Not everyone's like that. And so when I came here, I remember for university, I was so shocked at like how like racist some people were and how biased and how stereotypical their thoughts were, because we were kind of like sheltered in our, in our school, not sheltered, but we were in this little you know school that had like limited number of people from yeah. all backgrounds. We like you couldn't be biased because you just accepted the differences mm-hmm. um, We just so- had so many
1: people of like different like cultures and races, and like we were kind of in our own little bubble in a way, so. You're right.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's like we were in a. It's so hard for others to
1: understand, to be honest. Like unless they're third culture kids like us, so I've kind of like given up on explaining. But I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like the the best way to explain it is that we went to an international school in the Middle East, and so like how those are formulated is that you walk in through like gates. Mm -hmm. and it was an american
1: international school too like i remember when i tell people that i went to an international school they think like i went to like i mean that i went to like an arabic school and i'm like no it was actually like an american international school so that's even more displaced
0: (laughs) exactly which uh, kind of because then people are like what do you mean american and international well the system like you know the classes the education system is Based on the American system, yes. But you know, you had British teachers, you had Canadians, mm-hmm. you had Americans, um, and then the students were from all over the place. So, hundred yeah. um, percent. That's you know one of the personality traits that I relate to Harry um, on. And then Ron. So for Ron, I feel like I really relate to his laziness. And I know that this <laughs> kind of like it counters like Hermione's eagerness to learn and perfectionism, mm-hmm. which I, I, I am too. But yeah. honestly, I just feel like it depends on the day. It depends on the season. Sometimes I feel like I'm extremely lazy and I can't push myself. And sometimes I feel motivated. And that's I, I think that's normal. Um Another thing for Ron is his insecurities and projecting them. Like Mm -hmm. I have to admit that's somewhat of a flaw for me because I feel like when I'm insecure about something, it's very obvious and sometimes I project it. So that's where Ron and I kind of meet in terms of personality traits. Um, And also he's a foodie. And I am too. <laughs> and I remember in the Deathly Hallows chapters when he was getting mad because they weren't getting food. And I remember someone mentioning like it was on either Facebook. I think it was Facebook. It was a post and someone was like, oh, like Ron is so dramatic. And I'm like, if you haven't eaten for three days, how would you react? Yeah. Like he's not Ron's just hangry, And honestly, I
1: relate to that so much because I'm just like, if I don't get my food during like like whenever I want it I don't care what time it is if I'm like feeling hungry I need my food I'm just gonna be like hangry the whole day me honestly. too
0: and I get like really aggressive and if like yeah. I will attack you I don't care like give me food like give so. me
1: my food and just exactly. don't like attack me because <laughs> I when people attack you too I'm like dude it's totally fine to be hangry like leave me alone
0: Exactly. Um, so that's Ron. And uh, I just, you know, I really like that he isn't perfect. And he makes mistakes, which is normal, because I feel like oftentimes Hermione is portrayed as this perfect, perfect. character. Yes, I agree she makes with mistakes. But it's not highlighted as much. He's just like this perfect, smart, beautiful, loyal, selfless person. And it's sometimes you need to balance that out. And I feel like Ron is very like relatable. Yeah. Um and the last person, sorry, this was very long, but the last person Um, I relate to is Neville and mainly because of his awkwardness and clumsiness. Um I feel like Neville's the cutest. He is. And the older I get, I notice I'm more awkward, socially awkward and clumsy. So yeah, that's uh that's the people that I relate to in terms of personality and characteristics. Uh but what about you, Ash? Who do you relate to?
1: So for me, I have to agree um, with you on the first part that like I do feel like in a way I would relate to Hermione, um, but on completely opposite reasons, because I feel like like in my real life right now, I'm not as much of an eager beaver, whether it's like with high school or uni, like I would divulge myself into studies, but I wouldn't, you know, just work on it 24-7 but I feel like if I was in the wizarding world and I think I've mentioned this before just because I'm very intrigued by the content of it and all that I would um really try to learn and absorb all of the knowledge I could another quality that I relate to her um in a way a lot is that she's very loyal and devoted to her friends which you don't really see very many people like that nowadays but I do like to believe that I have those um qualities and traits towards like friends and family like I would be loyal to them and be there whenever needed and she's always Mm -hmm. shown that those characteristics to herself like whether it's in the books and the movies um and the other thing is like her ambition so I think that's the thing with me like I do feel like in my current day life, and right now I am an ambitious person, if not necessarily a super like book smart person. Um, and that's something I relate to a lot. And I feel like if I was in that world too, I would still be super ambitious and want to learn everything whether it's like potions whether it's um defense against the dark arts like any of these classes I would be like all in and want to learn everything I could even herbology I know that sounds stupid but like I would I know sure herbology
0: plans. is so interesting because right I feel like you know, you'll learn all about, I'm sure, like, remedies as well, which exactly. will definitely come in handy. That's probably why wizards are never sick. But, you know, like, yeah. Skellagrow. Wait, I don't know if Skellagrow is potions. I don't really know, like, exact. Because I don't feel like yeah. we talk about herbology enough in the enough. books. Enough.
1: Exactly, yeah. But um, I would definitely, like... I feel like in that sense, I do relate to her a lot. But just like you, it's really hard to think of like one character and relate to them. So I also feel like I'm a mix of Hermione, but also, weirdly enough, Fred and George. <laughs> just
0: oh, wow. Because,
1: yeah, just because I feel like Hermione in a way, like you said, in the books, she's kind of shown as like very perfect. And because she's always, you know, in the library, really trying to absorb knowledge, she can kind of look as someone with a more serious persona than I have. For me, I'm always like joking around and always need like humor and fun in my life. And that's how I relate to Fred and George because I feel like in the books and movies, they're such pranksters, they're such comedics and they're always having a good time. Mm -hmm. um so in that sense i definitely feel like i'm them too because like i definitely need my days off the books where i'm just like lazing around and pranking people and it's really cool because i when i was reading this series as a kid i kind of felt like they were exploring around like the castle and everywhere a lot because they find these really cool gadgets like mortars map and like most of the products in their stores really so i was like where do you find these things like it's so cool um, yeah
0: i thought honestly when i was little and i was reading the books i thought they were problematic like i didn't really like oh, them really? that much yeah because i thought i was oh. like i was like oh they're always breaking rules they're always getting in trouble going to mm-hmm. places they shouldn't be and then yeah. now that i'm older i'm like no i mean they were in freaking hogwarts i would yeah. do the same I, would- I feel like i definitely
1: <laughs> would do the same and like even when i i honestly like rewatched. um I think it was, like, the Half-Blood Prince the other day, and I was just, like, there's just such fun, like, characters and people, and I feel like in that way, I would totally relate to them. Like, it would balance out, like, my, like, will of wanting to absorb absorb all the knowledge, but not be a complete Hermione. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I feel like those are the two characters I would relate to the most. But do you know what? Now that you have said your answer in a weird way, I just want to add on to it because you also said Harry and I never thought I would relate to Harry until I heard like all your thoughts about it. But another thing is he's also a bit of an outcast. I don't know if like, you saw that yeah.
0: in the oh. books and
1: series. And in that way, mm-hmm. I definitely relate. Because I remember when I, like, you know, leaving Saudi and coming to Canada for university, mm-hmm. even though I grew up here, I mm-hmm. thought like, you know, I thought coming back, I would finally be able to fit in because when I was in Saudi, I yeah. didn't feel like I fit in at all. Mm-hmm. But I still felt like such an outcast here, whether it was just you know meeting my other peers or even meeting like other third culture kids like usually when I'm around other third culture kids I relate to them a bit more but still it's like no one's gonna have your exact experience or all that so I definitely relate to him
0: no and i i love that you highlighted that because i completely overlooked it and i feel Mm -hmm. like for me personally just because we grew up in saudi and we did go to an american school and Mm -hmm. we did you know um we weren't like like we weren't that exposed to their culture but in a way when i came here i felt like i was too conservative to people here and so it was really hard and it's it was definitely hard to fit in because um you know the university that I went to um like the first two years, my friends were mainly people that were born and raised in the same place. Yeah. They they don't know what it feels like to be born in one country, living in one country for like six years, moving to another mm-hmm. and then moving. They don't know that international no. experience or being a third culture kid and not really having like a physical home because mm-hmm. you, you've lived in different places. And I remember I did feel like an outcast and it wasn't until my... um I believe third year or fourth year. I think third year I made a new friend and she was American German and you know she had lived a few years in Germany, and lived a few years in America and then she came here. Mm-hmm. And so I related to her and then I made another friend who's Vietnamese and so we kind of bonded on that fact that we were all from outside coming here. Um, yeah. And so like that was nice. But regardless, yes, I, I can relate to the whole outcast thing. definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Harry, even though he was famous, even though the books are after like named after him, it's all from his perspective. I feel like he's somewhat of an underrated character because no, no one ever picks Harry as their favorite character. No one ever mm. like highlights him and i don't know why because people are always like hermione ron but they never say like harry and i Mm -hmm. guess because people want to be like unique or (laughs) probably i don't know and so yeah i feel like he is an outcast um definitely
1: i feel like that side of his personality is definitely like overlooked like even though you know the books in the series are definitely from his perspective and um a lot of people like you know it's it's called harry potter after all Um, I think that side of his personality it's something that he probably only relates to and like for people like outcasts such as ourselves we probably like sense it and see it like I remember when I read it I definitely felt that as well so yeah
0: Yeah. okay well so we discussed um, the characters that we relate to I wanted to ask you which character would you really like to be if you could pick one from the wizarding world which one would you want to be um so just tying back onto my previous answer.
1: I mean, I know I've said in previous episodes that like Luna was my favorite character, but Fred and George, like I said for the obvious reasons in um my previous question, I feel like they're such pranksters, they're comedians, they love to have a good time. Um so they're definitely my favorite characters um to, like to this time because I feel like it's so hard to pick a favorite one. I don't know if you agree with me, like there no, are it's a challenge. Like, stages where I just love different people. Like I remember, like mm-hmm. last month, I just loved Hagrid. But uh, I've been rewatching <laughs> the series
0: because I'm like, so cute? No, a so, teddy bear. Yeah, and we're completely. so indecisive. I swear to God, every single yeah. month or every two weeks, I obsess over one specific character. Yeah. I adopt their personality, and exactly. then a few weeks later, I'm like, No, no, I wanna switch it up. So for yeah, I know what you mean. I'm sure I get we,
1: very like nervous when someone's like, What's your favorite character? And like, I forget everyone this series. I'm like, I'm just like, don't make me choose, please. I love them all. But like I've been rewatching the series and right now it's just Fred and George that I've been obsessed with and um, yeah I've just been watching their scenes a lot Um, my favorite moment of them I have two and I think my first one was from the Half-Blood Prince when Harry and Ginny were having a bit of a moment and Fred I don't know if it was Fred or George. I still can't tell. I'm like Molly, honestly. I can't tell who's who. But um <laughs> Fred wakes up and he's just like mourning. And every time I watch it, I just die. I Ash, sense, like... that's
0: in Deathly Hallows. Oh, no, isn't...
1: What did I say? Half-blood Prince. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, sorry, you guys. Don't, hate <laughs> me. don't <hate> me. <laughs> i believe you i know you've watched the movies way too many times they're starting to like all combine into just one big one
1: exactly um and then my other favorite one was um you know uh, i think it was during the time when all of the kids were taking their owl exams this was in the order of the phoenix i know this is right
0: yeah yeah Um, you're right
1: and um they unleashed that like dragon firework towards umbridge and it was such an iconic scene because i think it was just um truly their segue into their business the weasley wizard and Weezy store and um yeah it was it was just a great watch because she deserved it and yeah like their owl exams
0: got (laughs) destroyed so
1: everyone was just having a good time and yeah those are my favorite characters and moments but what about you
0: So I had to honestly narrow it down to Luna. Um, I mean, there are so many reasons why Luna is amazing. I mean, she's original, authentic, confident. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't care what anyone thinks of her. Mm -hmm. And that really stood out to me because I remember growing up and I'm not proud of it, but I would always hide my interests if they weren't deemed cool by others. Like I always Mm -hmm. just hopped on the bandwagon, and, like, followed and mimicked what others thought was cool. Um, And I remember this vividly, like, it keeps me up at night. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) it was Halloween, and our teacher was like, oh, you know, come dressed up for the day. And then, like, we were going to dress up as whatever we wanted for the day, go to our classes, and then in the afternoon, like, after school, we were going to go to, like, the haunted house in our school. Um, And... Obviously, I was a very obsessed Harry Potter fan. So I wanted to dress up like a Hogwarts student. And so Aww. I I didn't have access to a cloak or a wand because like we lived in Saudi and we didn't really have access to that. Um, and so I really just had to like get very crafty DIY a wand mm-hmm. and find something that was like black and like dra- draping kind of Mm -hmm. like a cloak and I was so proud of it um and I remember showing up to school and I was made fun of so much because I was the ninth grade to be fair and people were like oh my god Harry Potter is a children's book like why would you come dress as Harry Potter as like Hogwarts students that's so lame and I was so embarrassed thankfully like it's really easy to like remove because like, I just got rid of my abaya. Like, I just put mm-hmm. it in my locker. I, like, removed the scar, put my wand in the locker, and I just kind of, like, was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I I just ended up looking like I was just dressed in normal clothing. Um, and now that I look back at it, like, a few, like, years and years later, I wish I just owned up to it and embraced it. Yeah. because. Like, that's why I have a lot of admiration for Luna because she dressed however she wanted. Um, She didn't care what people thought of her, Uh, you know, reading the quibbler, wearing those glasses, wearing the lion, you know, hat at a Quidditch match. Mm -hmm. As long as it made her happy, she didn't care about others' opinions. And I feel like, unfortunately for me, I haven't come to that much comfort until now. Like, being in quarantine for so long, you kind of just realize, like nobody's opinions really matter (laughs) except yours um and so you know aside from that i just really like that she was open-minded and very intelligent and um like i know in the series they always focus on hermione's intelligence but i feel like hermione is very tied to her books whereas luna is intelligent like out of the box she's not limited to books she's very clever and she's not like a bookworm but she's very clever Mm -hmm. um And obviously, like, evidently she is clever because without her, Harry wouldn't have been able to locate the diadem of uh, Ravenclaw. So um, that's that. Um, And I think the last thing about her is that she's a very devoted friend. And I think that also ties into my favorite moment um, was just her going to the Ministry of Magic in Order of the Phoenix without actually knowing these people. Like, Miss Girl just, like, hopped on a (laughs) festival and she was like, I'll go and fight with you guys. Like, you don't even know them. But because they showed her attention and they were kind to her, she was willing to go that extra step to help them. Um, And so I just, I admire her for that. Um, Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think the other
1: thing is she's also very, like, selfless as well which isn't like a quality you see a lot within the series because it's always like whether it's Harry just focused on himself or like Hermione and Ron that are focused on each other and then also helping Harry like very rarely do you see like a character who's just not I don't want to say self-absorbed because I don't think any of them are but I feel like there are times that you know she's very confident in herself already that she doesn't need to worry about any insecurities so she's like always open to like being kind and helping other
0: people. Mm-hmm. So I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking we should take a quick break and then Let's come back that. and finish our discussion. What do you think? Sounds good. Awesome. Let's take a quick break. All righty. So we're back. Um, now we'll be discussing our favorite Hogwarts classes Ash, would you like to let us know which class is your favorite and why? Um, Sure, I have two. Honestly, Mm. Um, Defense
1: Against the Dark Arts um, is a great class, even though, you know, the amount of professors that have taught it and switched out (laughs) because of their stupidity or just because uh, they've been very um, bad teachers (laughs) throughout the series has been uh, uncanny. But I do feel like it's a very beneficial class to the students in their daily lives because it's very practical the way that they teach it. There's a lot more hands-on work to do rather than just like um, classwork or written examinations. And, you know, whether it's like with spells or, you know, the way Lupin taught it um, with the whole like ridiculous and those kind of spells, I feel like it's just very... You know, it, it's very helpful to them in their daily lives, and especially during that specific era when they needed to be, like, protective and all that. So and that's one of my favorite classes for sure. But the second one, which is a bit more underrated, is Care of Magical Creatures. I looked oh. into this briefly, and I don't know if you remembered this class, but I looked into and did a bit of research. It's an elective class for students. And, um, it oh, can... it wasn't a core class, no, it wasn't, it was an elective. And, um, I believe it was in the third movie that it was slightly highlighted when it was taught by Hagrid, mm-hmm. um, that whole scene with Buckbeak, which is really cute. But one of the reasons I really like it, and if I was in the wizarding world, I would definitely take it as an elective, is because I'm a huge animal person. Um, I feel like it would have just been really cool to get a glimpse more into that classroom technique and learn more about like magical creatures it's kind of nice in a way that we get to see it with the Fantastic Beasts series which we will definitely highlight in future episodes um but it's really nice that in that realm like with Newt um we really get to focus on magical creatures and their existence um their relevance um but did you know this is like totally like off topic but did you know that his actual job it's called a Magi zoologist how cool is that what yeah I even yeah, yeah <sighs> it is how cool is that i was like that's a profession i would definitely want to do cuz i know a lot of Me people are like too. aurors or like you know working in the ministry of magic but um, yeah, no,
0: I don't think my anxiety would be able to handle being an or. Nope. So I think I would stick to being either like a professor, yeah, um, or working with animals. But even that is quite that's dangerous so cool. because yeah,
1: it is dangerous. But though. it's super cool. Yeah, but I feel like that's something I definitely want to do. Um, but how about you? Like, what, what would your favorite class be if you were in this world?
0: So I honestly couldn't decide because, again, like, I just genuinely believe I would enjoy every single class offered, Same, including, yeah. like, including a history of magic. Like, I know in the books, that's a course that, you know, Ron and Harry sleep through. They don't find it interesting. But I would find it so interesting to just know I would how, like, wizards came together, just like that transition from, like, you know, which is being banished to, like, becoming like going into hiding, creating the Ministry of Magic, just learning about how everything all of be- it.
1: began, like the history. of Exactly. It really. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that would be really interesting. So I couldn't decide, so I took a BuzzFeed quiz. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it told me that my favorite class is charms. Oh. Um, okay. So I-, I never really like paid that much attention to charms honestly Mm -hmm. uh because i feel like the books really focus on defense against the dark arts or a little bit of transfiguration but charms wasn't given that much time Mm -hmm. um except like in the first book uh with wingardium leviosa um but honestly when i read more about it i found that it's very interesting because there's a lot of protective charms and if you remember in the deathly hallows chapters the camping chapters that's the spells that they were using, like Protego Maxima and Salvia Hexia and Muffliato when they were, like, setting yeah. up the tents and protecting the tents from, like, being detected. That was charm. So I thought that's pretty cool because you can, you know, go camping. You can just protect yourself wherever you are. Um So that's very interesting. And I also remember the extension charm, which both um, Newt and Hermione use in Mm. their, uh, like Hermione used in her bag uh, to just like fit in as much as possible. And Newt uses in his suitcase, obviously. Um, So charms would be it. But honestly, the points that you highlighted about uh, defense against the dark arts and care of magical creatures, I agree with because obviously... Defense against the dark arts would be really interesting, but I feel like if you get too absorbed by it, <laughs> you're gonna like delve deep and then try to know the darkest spells that's, that's and all that too. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And care of magical, magical creatures is obviously super fun. And I feel like when Hagrid taught it, even though it was extremely dangerous and he brought in creatures that third years should not be exposed to i still think it was super fun to have Mm -hmm. hippogriffs and all that so that's my favorite class um but what about favorite professor i know that's also really hard to narrow down but i just feel like there are only a few decent professors um if we're thinking about like favorite professor in terms of like teaching capabilities not necessarily like likeness but Mm -hmm. um just a professor that you feel you would really uh, be interested in his class. And yeah, yeah. Um, Two professors that I'd really like.
1: Lupin would be a great one, obviously, because I feel like his teaching style when he was teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts was great Um, for the reasons I mentioned in the previous question. um, It was more like hands-on work than just like written examinations. And I feel like personally, that's how I would like to study and how Mm -hmm. I would like to learn things. But of course, aside from that, we got to give credit to her um, because Hogwarts has had some really crazy professors, but McGonagall was like a far more of a superior teacher than many of her other colleagues. Um, 100%. Right? Um, We get to see a glimpse into her teaching style in like the Philosopher's Stone, whether it's in the books or movies, as she's known to be leading the Transfiguration class. One thing I really like, and I feel like most teachers need in order to excel is to teach with discipline and order, which she does. But it's also nice because she rewards people that do really well. Like, you know, Snape, is a great character but I feel like with his teaching style the one thing that probably didn't work in his favor was that he didn't really reward people like her mom yeah. who had answers to his questions instead he used to um, punish like, punish yeah it was like the name yeah. where he used to punish them um, but she's very like caring and she's more of a coach than like directly like you have to learn this you have to teach like in a specific type of way which I really like Um, she's a great professor as well because she's also very like well versed in the subject she teaches unlike other professors throughout the series like Gilderoy Lockhart the clown professor (laughs) like he was such a clown he didn't know anything I don't even understand how Hogwarts got him in I mean it was really funny like watching um, the Chamber of Secrets again is a treat (laughs) but um, you know Another quality that I really liked about and like appreciated with her was how she would focus on kids' talents outside of the classroom, too. Like, for example, that time when she noticed, um, R- I don't know if you remember that scene, but like Harry was buzzing around in his broom, and she saw it and yeah. decided to introduce him to Wood and suggest that he be the seeker for the Quidditch team. And this shows that she's not only focused on students doing well in like classes, but also encouraging them to enhance their talents and like participate yeah. in extracurriculars. Like she's very focused on specific people's like individual characteristics, which I really like.
0: Like pushing them in the right pushing direction. Them. And exactly yeah. Just like making sure that they pursue their interests and like excel. And I feel like she really does want to help her students. And yes. obviously we see this in Prisoner of Azkaban when she makes sure that Hermione has a time turner exactly. to be able to attend all the classes. So I feel like, you know, she really does push them to become the best uh, best at whatever they want to become at, like good at, aside from, like, classes. Um, exactly. And I think that's, um, th- that's one thing
1: with her. Like, you know, in order to be a good teacher, you don't just need to, like, teach the material or be super strict, but you also need to, like... It's nice when teachers notice like students like individual traits and characteristics and help them accordingly. Yeah. You know, if mm-hmm. one person like Hermione really wants to take a certain amount of classes, like she helps her in doing that. If one person like Harry who she notices is more into like extracurriculars and Quidditch, she helps him in like pursuing that and taking that step forward. So definitely got to give it to my girl <laughs> McGonagall. <laughs> but uh, what about you? Who was your favorite professor?
0: Yeah, so I honestly was, like, debating between McGonagall and Lupin, and yeah. then I ended up choosing Lupin because I think, again, um, he really brings out the best in his students and helps them reach their potential just as McGonagall does as well. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my favorite teachers in school and university weren't those that were, like, super friendly or favorited people. Mm-hmm. Um. But they were the ones who really challenged you to reach your potential, be it in writing or, you know, communication. Um, and so, you know, for Lupin, aside from that, like, he really engaged his students. He made them feel at ease in his class. He gave Neville confidence. Um, I agree, yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like he's so underrated when it comes to his magical abilities. I mean, it's completely overlooked. We really just focus on him being a cool teacher and then his were- werewolf side. And we completely overlook the fact that him and his friends were able to create the Marauder's Map, which Geniuses. evidently requires. Yeah. yeah. And it requires a lot of work and advanced magic for, I don't know when they invented it, be it in fourth or fifth year. It requires a lot of magical abilities. Yeah. Um, And knowledge. Um, And I also feel like what you mentioned is that his class was very practical, rather than like theoretical. And I really like that, because I feel like I learn more when I, you know, transfer that knowledge into practice. And like even, you know, his final exam was so much fun. It was just an obstacle course. Students got to like battle the creatures that they also fought in class. So I feel like his class would be so much fun Um, and he would be such a joy to learn from. So, yeah, for me, it would be uh, Lupin. Um, So the last part that we wanted to discuss, it's like a you know, it's just so many different topics into one, but yes. it just like what places would we really love to visit in the wizarding world? And then also like if we did attend Hogwarts, where would we like spend most of our time? And also if we were to visit Hogsmeade, where would we spend most of our time too? <laughs> I didn't know how to make this like concise mm-hmm. and just, you know, small and short. So, just like a bunch of questions into one, but um, you know, we can go ahead and start with Wizarding World and where would we want to visit if mm-hmm. we had the access to it? Yeah, for the Wizarding World in Hogwarts,
1: like. It's so hard to choose because I feel like, honestly, first thing I'd want to do is just like visit Hogwarts itself (laughs) because I just want to go and study there and like live there. But, um, you know, the first place I would like to visit is Diagon Alley, like I mentioned uh, in the the first uh, episode itself. I've always been like dreaming of going there and like checking out the little stores. But, you know, because... Fred and George have been mentioned a lot by me throughout this episode I definitely would want to visit their store um I just like I honestly can't imagine like if it existed in today's time like what it would look like but it would just be such a treat to go visit it because there's there would be like so many random quirks whether it's like you know it, there'd be something that someone would find useful there, whether it's like a potion or like a pygmy puff. There's so many like cute little things there that I would love to go and check out. And it looked like in the movie, there were like so many layers to the stores too. So I definitely would uh, buy a bunch of things there for sure. Um, and in Hogsmeade, I think that's a really tough one because I did a r- little little research into this. Like I would have said Hogshead Inn because I know it's where they stated that they would serve the best butterbeer. And I've always wanted to try authentic butterbeer. But it's kind of like, it has more of like a dingy look into it. And right now I'm like on a sweet tooth craving mood, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I probably would leave that to the side and go to Honey Duke's first. Because uh, when I looked it up, it said that they have like an endless amount of unimaginable sweets. And um, I definitely would want to go there and try all the little sweets that they have and hope that i don't come out getting diabetes so yeah that's me but how about you like what would what i would mean the places be?
0: i have the same answers like i would really love to visit diagon alley but like i i would really like to visit diagon alley in the first movie mm. b- because that it was so peaceful and so beautiful all the stores were open i feel like diagon alley in the sixth movie uh where when there was like um weasley's wizard wheezes it was just like all like a destruction and like yeah all the stores were closed Ollivanders was closed so if it would be possible to have old diagon alley with the weasley i would visit that uh, too yeah the weasley twins uh store at the same time like in the same place i would love that because i feel like i would really want to go to uh um olivander's i would really just want to sit I always forget the ice cream shop's name. Oh, I always forget that. Do you know the ice cream shop?
1: No, let me try and look it up though. While you, yeah,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it as well. God, it should have been prepared. Oh, Florian Fortescue's. It's the um, it's the ice cream shop that uh, Harry would sit in and um. It looks so prisoner cute. of Azkaban, and he would just get like the same ice cream, and then the the ice cream um man or the man that owns the store would help him with his homework i just looked it up I it looks
1: so freaking cute i would want to go i there just too. oh
0: i just want i just want that so it's I, funny I i'm really not an
1: it. ice cream person but i feel like the look of the place is just like enticing me yeah so i'll go and get I- ice
0: cream <laughs> I think they have like gelatos like I don't remember oh, what okay. exact ice cream Harry got but mm-hmm. I would just really like to go and sit there so obviously uh Diagon Alley but I also would really like to visit the Ministry of Magic and just oh, see okay like just look around I feel that it would be really interesting mm-hmm. um for Hogwarts obviously like Hogwarts is the top place I would want to yes. go to Aside from like Diagon Alley and Ministry of Magic. And if Mm -hmm. I were to go to Hogwarts and be a student, I would probably spend like my time wisely between different places. Like the common room, the library, Hagrid's Hut. Like I've convinced myself I would be best friends with Hagrid. So I would definitely spend some time there. I Um, want to go there too. Let's go together to Hagrid's actually. right, And just go and like eat eat all those like the hard cookies that he makes.
1: I also forgot
0: the name, but um that's for uh Hogwarts and mm. for Hogsmaid um I would also spend a lot of time in like Honey Duke's sweet shop mm-hmm. because oh I remember the first movie Harry and Ron sitting in the train and getting all like getting the chocolate frogs and all these candies and I assume Honeyduke's has all these candies as it well it does yeah So I would just want to go and like eat a chocolate frog and like the um, jelly beans, every flavor beans. I I think that's what they were called, and just try all these uh, snacks and candies. Um, and I I would also really,
1: yeah,
0: it's I just know they're going to be good. Um, and I would really want to go to Zonko's joke shop just to like get all these like prank prankster items. Yeah. Um. And also the Shrieking Shack. Like, I just really love the thrill. And I feel like it would be really nice to just visit the Shrieking Shack because I just remember, like, how scared Malfoy was and, like, all these rumors about the Shrieking Shack having, like, a ghost or something like that. So I would really love to visit that as well. Um, That would be super cool. But, I mean, mean, we had to narrow it down to specific places. But if we had access to the wizarding world and... Given the fact that we are muggles, if we had the access and were able to see the places, we would probably go everywhere. Definitely. <laughs> like even in like the dingiest, weirdest corners like Nocturne Alley, you will find yeah. us there.
1: Right. Um, I'm like, I'll go to Hogshead Inn, even though it looks dingy. I like did some research about it yesterday and it was funny when I first saw images of them, like, this looks pretty dingy. And then in the description itself, it said a dingy shack. And I was like, okay, yeah, perfect.
0: Yeah. we well, nice. still go there, though.
1: <laughs> I'd go. I'd still go 100%. Um, yeah.
0: But, I mean, we're just going to wrap up our discussion here. Um Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, We would really love to know what you guys' favorite characters are, favorite class, favorite professor. So I've put our email in the description box. Um, It Podcast PottermaniaPodcast2021 at gmail.com. I know it's very long, but Pottermania Podcast was taken. My other option (laughs) was Pottermania Podcast 6, which doesn't make any sense, so... I thought it's best to just have Potter Mania podcast 2021, which is when we started this podcast. Um, but we would really love to, you know, get to know you guys. would love to hear your answers, hear your commentary. And I just really hope that you guys enjoyed um, today's discussion. Uh, I'm Yasmina. And I'm Ash. And this was really fun. And we'll catch you guys in our next uh, episode. So thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you, bye.